Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The COVID-19 vaccine is a topic that is extremely controversial. Is it possible that the proposed vaccine passport could be the beginnings of the mark of the beast? It's hard to say exactly, but this is most certainly a step in that direction. Pastor J.D. shares why he will not be getting the vaccine and why you shouldn't either. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 28, 2021. Conspicuously absent from the narrative is any prayer on the part of Moses, any dialogue, any negotiation, anything at all, which gives me the impression that this happened very suddenly. What happened very suddenly? Verse 6, So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. How about that? Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that He take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. I have to confess, I probably wouldn't have. I'm just saying, which is why God probably would never put me in a position like that. (laughs) You weren't saying that just about, you know, 10 minutes ago. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. Don't think of it like this. It's the cross. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole, cross. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Now I want you to think through this with me. Think of the foolishness of this. You've got Israelites dying left and right after being bitten by these serpents that God sent. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you notice Moses over here with this bronze serpent, putting it on this cross. And then he says to you, you need to look at this and you'll be saved. What? I don't believe you. You following me? The ones who did were saved and lived. The ones who didn't, didn't. Why? Because they didn't believe it. 
the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. You mean to tell? Come on. You, you expect me to believe that if I look and see, I'll be healed? You're telling me that believing is seeing? No, not going to happen. If they would but believe, they would see the snake on a cross and be saved. You know where this is going, right? This is exactly what Jesus would say in the context of the most famous verse in all of the Bible, John 3.16. How about John 3.14 first? And Jesus is speaking. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see the typology? We actually, it should be available online on our church website, also YouTube. When we were in the book of Numbers, this was such a fascinating study in typology. This snake, of course, is a symbol of sin. Bronze, a symbol of judgment. The pole, a symbol of the cross. And we look upon him who took upon him the sin of mankind on that cross. And if we will but believe, whosoever would believe, will see and be saved. Interesting side note, parenthetically, the modern day medical symbol was derived from this snake on the pole. Did you know that? Of course, they, I don't know where they came up with the second snake. Just leave it to the world. They'll mess it up. I don't know where the wings come from either, but this is where it came from. The modern day symbol for the pharmaceutical, can I say? <laughs> If we lost you on YouTube, go to jdfrog.org. You didn't hear that. This is the medical symbol. This is the symbol for the pharmaceutical industry. And it is a picture, a type of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Let's keep moving. Fast forward. John's Gospel, chapter 11. We have this account of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And I want to draw your attention to verses 38 through 40. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. I think the King James says it this way, he stinketh. <laughs> kind of like that, he stinketh. 
Then Jesus said, and I want you to listen very carefully to what he says to Martha, and don't ever imagine that there's any disdain or disgust on the part of the Savior. It's compassion, grace, kindness, gentleness, mercy, love. Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? No, but wait, (laughs) Jesus, seeing is believing. No, no, no. Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. Stay with me. Fast forward even further in John's Gospel to chapter 20. Verses 24 through 29, we have this account of Thomas, who I think gets a lot of bad press. We affectionately refer to him as Doubting Thomas. I think a lot of people are going to owe Thomas an apology in heaven. I think Peter's going to be owed a few apologies too. He's been the subject of many sermons from many a pastor. (laughs) Now, verse 24, Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, this is Thomas, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Because for Thomas, seeing is believing. And I will not believe it until I see it. How many times have you heard that? How many times have you said that? Verse 26, and after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. And again, when he says this, don't imagine that there's any disdain in his voice. He says, do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God, Now listen to what Jesus says to him in verse 29. Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. You see that? Seeing is believing versus believing is seeing. This brings me to and ties in with the third lesson the Lord is teaching me, which is the belief by faith in Bible prophecy. Let me rephrase that. God's Word, of which one-third is Bible prophecy. Faith that this is how it ends according to Bible prophecy, and the belief that life in this world will never return to normal. 
Now faith, Hebrews 11 verse 1, is the substance of things hoped for. Have you ever thought of it like this? What what are we hoping for? Well, we're hoping for what we haven't seen yet. We're believing by faith that which we have not seen. The writer of Hebrews says, the evidence of things not seen. Who have we not seen? Jesus. It's called faith. The antithesis of sight. But we believe, but we haven't seen. See, that's belief. That's faith in the substance of things hoped for. Let's camp on this word hope for just a moment. Just last week in Titus chapter 2. Was it last week or the week before? I don't remember. It's all a blur. We talked about the blessed hope. That's the hope. But yeah, but no, it's by faith. In fact, by the way, uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, we're saved by grace through faith. What's faith? Right here. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is believing is, is seeing by faith, through the eyes of faith. Well, where do I get me some of that faith? I'm so glad you asked. Romans 10, 17. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now why would the writer, why would, why would Paul writing to Rome, the church in Rome, say that that way? Here's a thought. Whatever you're hearing is where you're going to put your faith, because faith comes by hearing. That's the principle. So if I'm hearing the science, then I put my faith in the science, because that's where faith comes from, by hearing. That's why he delineates so and establishes this principle that faith comes by hearing. But faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Who are you hearing? Who are you listening to? I would suggest that whoever you're listening to and what you're hearing is that which you are getting your faith from and putting your faith in. It's by way of this. This is why, by the way, I think I better not say it now. I'll wait just a moment. It's by way of this belief, this faith, coming from hearing God's Word. And again, I'm just speaking for myself what the Lord is teaching me. I'm losing my faith in this world. I am no longer holding on to any hope for this world. I've completely lost faith in this world. I have no hope. There's no. I have no hope in this world. And this is John twelve twenty five. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Again, let me just quickly say, 
that this fourth one is a daily fight. The daily fight of faith where you let go of this world, the things of this world. As I was seeking the Lord this last week concerning today's update, I sensed that I was to revisit the prophecy update from one year ago to the day. It was March 29th, 2020. And here we are, March 28th, 2021. What a year. (laughs) So I went back to that update and the link is there online. It's on our website and the transcript is there as well. So I actually pulled up the transcript from that update, and I want to share with you some excerpts from it. Quote, this is March 29th, a year ago to the day, 2020. I truly believe that this may in fact be that which ultimately leads to the rapture of the church, the Antichrist's revelation, and the seven-year tribulation, in that order, by the way. I have to be true to the Word of God and the God of the Word and tell you the truth in love concerning what the Bible says is coming next. Specifically, in the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible, namely, that of a new world order out of this world chaos and disorder. I would submit that what's happening now may in fact be creating the perfect storm for a one world government, a one world economy, and a one world religion exactly as the Bible says will happen at the time of the end. The reason is that this coronavirus pandemic has the propensity to collapse governments, crash economies, and unite religions as it seems that it is even now doing. I am becoming increasingly convinced that this is going to end in the rapture for us as Christians. Now, why do I even mention this? I do so because I truly believed one year ago to the day, and here we are today, and I haven't wavered in that belief to this day. Why? Because believing is seeing by faith, which is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of that which is unseen. And that faith comes vis-a-vis having ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying through the Word of God to the people of God. 
That's why. That's why. That's why it has been so, can I say this, Red Sea clear for me from day one. This is, by the way, before World Economic Forum, uh, Event 201. I knew nothing of that. Forget vaccine. I had no idea what was about to come on the scene. But the scene is what is seen. I know it's a plan words, but I wasn't going by what was seen. I was going by what God's Word said would be seen. This is what's coming. And that's where faith comes, by hearing God's Word, Bible prophecy. So I have been hearing this, and that's where the faith comes. And so I believe it, and because I believe it, and I believe it, by the way. Is there any question mark on that, by the way? I truly believe with all my heart. And that's why I see where this is going. Did you connect those dots? I sure hope you did, because that's the best I got if you didn't. Okay, here we are, March 28th, 2021, one year to the day, and dare I say, everything we're told in God's Word about Bible prophecy in the last days is now coming to pass. And this is why I am convinced that it's not all going to work out in the end, because this is how God's Word says it will end. Again, you'll forgive me for repeating this, but I'm only sharing with you what the Lord has been teaching me over the last year. I can stand before you today and say, and the Lord knows my heart when I say this, that my hope is not in this world or the things of this world. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When He shall come with trumpet sound, Oh, may I then in Him be found. That's just one of many priceless, timeless hymns of old. I was thinking of the other one, the world behind me, the cross before me. (laughs) I have decided, by the way, a very uh, intense story about how that hymn was written. I actually went into my archive notes and revisited it. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. 
Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.